0: Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, joining me today. I've been looking forward to this all day. The weekend is behind us and we're ready for another week. I love Mondays and I'm looking forward to what God is going to be showing us today in the program. We're going to have uh, some great teaching coming up. Uh, my friend Patrick's going to join me. That won't be great teaching, but it'll be fun. And then uh, Pastor David Miles will be coming on. And then David T. Lamb, uh, Old Testament scholar, will be joining us. So that's going to be great. You're going to look forward to uh, getting some of your questions answered on the Old Testament. I'm looking forward to all of that. It's going to be a great day. We're take a little 60-second break, and I'll bring on Patrick.
1: I've been reminding myself of the lyrics from an old hymn in these anxiety-filled days. "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know, thus saith the Lord." And if you know the hymn, the refrain is just as important— Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I proved him over and over Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him more Now Faith Radio is here to remind us all that our hope is in the Lord His word is true his promises have not changed and we can find rest in him Thank you to the many friends who have faithfully supported this ministry over the years so that we can continue to point to Jesus and hear daily teaching from God's Word and learn how to apply those truths in all of life's challenges, connecting faith to life every day. We're grateful for you. We'll talk more about faith and God's faithfulness during our spring share coming April 14th. Thank you for standing with Faith Radio.
0: What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, confer and with the flowers, consult and with the rain
2: my head i'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if i only had a brain
0: all right welcome back i'm having some unsweetened black tea sipping on it freshly brewed i think i was in a bottle so it wasn't that freshly brewed but always looking forward to having a nice beverage and chatting with my friend and colleague from the great state of iowa the prestigious
3: town of west des moines patrick Albany's. patrick welcome Thank you. I I will be enjoying some green tea, and I will freshly brew it, unlike that (laughs) bottled stuff that you have.
0: Yeah, this stuff is not good. But anyway, um, you know, I realized over the weekend I've never properly washed my hands once in my life. No, and yet here you are, defying the odds. (laughs) I know. I mean, I've watched a couple of videos on how to wash your hands, and I have never done it
3: right. Yeah, it's. and I'm going to be confessing something here. After watching the videos, I said, "I don't know if I'm going to be going to be doing that." That dish, you know, I mean, I'm sitting around the house for hours a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are they? They want sixty seconds, huh? Oh, sixty
0: I, seconds. Is it sixty? We must I, have watched different videos.
3: Uh, well, I, you know, it's it's it's. I have one of those toothbrushes that you know goes for two minutes. Okay. And I get patient about halfway through. I said, "You know, I think that's pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> I think. You no know, it, it even breaks up into quadrants of your mouth. It says, "All right," and it gives me a little beep. says, "Now move to the next area, and uh, I've actually learned to be patient with my toothbrush now that I have time on my hands, my very clean hands. Yes, by indeed. The way. indeed. Yeah. so let's talk a little bit about online
0: church over the weekend because uh, your service is one I watched as well, and it was spectacular. Pastor Mike it, did a phenomenal job.
3: Oh, he really did, and you know, and not only was it a, you know, it was a very uplifting message, which is, you know, kind of nice. Uh, of course, uh, you you would love that in your church, right? An uplifting message that says, course. "I need hope in these dark times." Yeah, but I couldn't help but by watching it, and you know, sometimes when he's doing an online. Uh, service, he'll mention how many people around the world are watching at that given time because I guess they have those stats, even though it's available on so many platforms. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on their website. And so I don't even know if you get a really accurate uh, uh, number, but, you know, 30 or 40,000 people can be watching that sermon at one time. And and so I thought to myself, are, are we going to see at the end of, of the
0: Nope, we lost you there, Patrick. Oop, oh, we're gonna may have to reconnect. We're on Skype with Patrick, and it's usually pretty reliable, but hard to say. We're gonna see if we can't reconnect with him right now, and uh, we'll give it about another five seconds, ten seconds. It will might go to break and just give him a chance to reconnect. Are you there, my brother? No,pe not yet. All right, I think we'll uh, we'll give it another second or two. I'll set up the the sermon that Mike about because There was an illustration he used, and I want to have Patrick weigh in on this as well, but I am not a runner. I've never been one. Uh, I'm a sprinter. I love to sprint, but I don't like distance, and he was talking about a particular marathon runner, and I don't follow the marathons, and I don't really follow the Boston Marathon, but I was able to uh, learn a little bit about the 2018 winner in the female division. And it's quite a story. So let me take a little break and see if we can't hook up with Patrick again. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Ted Ross with the Faith in Life Minute. Dr. Carolyn Leaf is an expert in brain science, and she says we can have a healthier life just by changing the way we think.
1: Thoughts are so important because God tells us to bring them into captivity to Christ Jesus. You know, he tells us to renew our minds. He tells us to, you know, think on good things and not think on bad things and practice the presence of God and meditate on his words. So he's telling us, Choose right, and we've got free will. You know, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen, I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose. So he's telling, he's equipping us with the ability to think and choose, and therefore build thoughts, and therefore we need to make sure that we're doing this in the correct way. And if we don't, we need to have the recognition that God has designed us in such a way that we can actually change our thinking. Um, so. We we have control. We, we control our brain. Our brain does not control us.
2: Hear more from Dr. Carolyn Leaf on having a healthy mind at MyFaithRadio.com.
1: Facing the future with confidence because Jesus is our source.
0: I think it just puts me at peace and
2: calms me. Whatever's going on that day, it disappears and just relaxes.
1: Encouragement and just hope and finding answers that you were looking for.
2: It always seems to come out, that's what I needed, that moment at that time.
1: Daily Reminders of Our Hope, in Jesus, Faith Radio.
0: Welcome back to the show. I think everyone's working at home. I think the Internet's a little loaded down from time to time. And that can be a problem. Well, so I'm thinking we'll get a chance to hook up with Patrick again. His Internet completely went down, so he's uh, trying to get us on the phone. We'll get him back. Shouldn't be a problem. And if it is, uh, well, we'll get him next week. But the story is so fascinating. This woman, this marathon runner, Des Linden is her name, and the morning of the Boston Marathon in 2018... It was peltering, freezing rain with 40-mile-an-hour headwinds uh, coming into the runner's field. Now, because Des was an elite runner, she got to start in the beginning of the pack. And her friend is also uh, an elite runner. I think her name was Shailene. And uh, Patrick, you're back with us. I am
2: I, I yeah my internet went down because everybody in town is on it, yeah, everyone's <laughs> working
0: from home. I'm in the middle of telling this great story, oh, I know which story you're telling all right, let me just uh I'll pick up where I left off, and you feel free to jump in any time so okay. uh because uh des and her friends and her friend Shailene w- were elite runners, they got to start in the in the front of the pack and Again, the weather was horrific, like the world's worst day to run a marathon, 40-mile-an-hour headwinds, freezing, peltering rain. And she said it wasn't too far into the run where she felt completely discouraged, wanted to quit, and pretty much said to her friend, I don't think I'm going to make it. I think think this is where I'm going to need to bow out. Bow out, yeah. And, and and a whole
2: bunch of people had elite runners. Uh, and, and, and if people don't know much about the Boston Marathon, you don't run in a circle so that for the second half of it, you end up with this 40-mile-an-hour wind at your back. It's all one direction. You start on one end of town, and you end up on—so you are going to face this headwind the whole run, and it's raining, and it's, I think, 38 degrees. Oh, people are dropping yeah. out left and right.
0: They've stopped feeling their feet and their legs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, and this woman, Des, who's just a completely elite runner, and in the front of the pack, pretty much says, I don't think I'm going to make it, and I might bow out. And her friend says, hang in there. Just hang in there. And just then, try to go a mile. Just, just try to go the next yeah, mile. Yeah, just can you go the next mile. Don't think of the finish. Think of the next mile. And then about a couple of miles later, her friend has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, she, and Des says, running is like the most selfish sport in the world. You only care about yourself, but her yeah, friend. Like, her friend yeah. says, "I have to go to the bathroom," and she says, "I'll wait for you." <laughs> <laughs> so, so now they're really behind. Oh, yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah. So, so really well, behind.
2: The next thing that happens though. So then, at some point, Des makes this decision. She says, "I'm not. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win, and and I'll be lucky to finish." So. Is there a way that I can help my friend? Maybe if I run in front of her and cut the wind so that her run is a little bit easier. So that's what she does. She steps in front and she decides to try to cut the wind so that, and she's not at this point. She's just sacrificing herself saying, I'll take the brunt of this wind uh, and maybe my friend can finish, but I'll just go as far as I can. And then the magic happened.
0: Keep going. You're doing great. Right?
2: Oh, yeah. We're going to finish for some reason she hit a stride It's like it's like when she had set herself completely aside and said, "I'm just doing this to help out a friend at this point she um she hit a stride and she started to fly <laughs> 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 and uh she took off uh, she goes, she goes "I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden i was like i can I can run and she ran and she ended up not only winning the marathon. But the second place finisher was four minutes behind her. That's how far ahead she was. Four minutes. And she was the first woman uh, in America, first American woman to win the marathon in over 30 years. An American hadn't won the Boston Marathon in over 30 years. And she's By sacrificing yourself, something happened. She
0: says it was kind of magical, actually. (laughs) Yeah, we read about that in Scripture all all the time. Yeah.
2: I remember uh, one time at the gym, I thought I was going to spot you. You were trying to bench press. I think it was like 30 or 40 pounds. I'm not entirely sure. And I found my stride. I was able to actually uh, back
0: row it (laughs) into position, and I saved you all. Yeah, I do remember that. So here she is feeling hopeless, and she decides to stop thinking about herself and start serving others. And what she decided to do was take time to be alongside someone she cared about. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, she found her stride. And I just find it so interesting. And I think the analogy that Pastor Mike made so beautifully was what we've got in front of us right now is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And yeah. the whole idea that God might completely surprise you when you're alongside helping somebody.
2: Yes, I, I, you, you know something. I'm seeing so much of it, uh, and I'm sure you are as well. Where you know, and I don't know if, what what result people want. I don't know if people want everyone to start running around like the sky is falling. But I am seeing uh, people reach out for service. In fact, you know, I have a whole bunch of performing friends, magician friends that um, uh, they're all out of work, every last one of them. And a lot of them have decided to just go online and offer lessons. Hey, show me your new thing. I'll help you with it. And these are guys that normally command high wages for stuff like that. They have free time. I said, look at everybody. They just you know, saying, well, how can I help other people? What can I do with some of my free time that is of service to other people? I'm seeing it all over the place, and it's,
0: it's very uplifting. I, I'm sure you've seen it as well. I, I'm starting to see it all over the place. People are noticing one another. They're taking an extra bit of time with one another, and they're finding kind words. Even even I'm finding uh, more uh, drivers to be more polite.
2: Oh, my! well, you know, what's A lot less it's, cars it's, on the road,
0: but... Oh, you. You're not in a hurry, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Patrick, let me take a short break. We'll be right back. Patrick Albanese is my guest, as he usually is, on this Monday. And today is no exception. We'll be right back. song, isn't it? Patrick Albanese is my guest. We both love the banjo. <laughs> what does that say about us? <laughs> we like pri- we like privacy, because when we start playing it, we get it. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, social distancing, that's <laughs> nothing new to us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A deck of cards
2: and a banjo. <laughs> right. The only other thing I could possibly have would be like
0: dental tools. Right. Uh, you know, I was saying how nice people have been, how generous people have been, affirming. I've seen a lot of that lately. You know, and then a note comes in from a listener named Katie. Uh, how sweet is this? I pray perseverance and trust over. You all, KTIS and Faith Radio, are a lighthouse in a confused and rebellious world. Your programming is straight from God, and he loves you for the way you faithfully serve him and pass the caring onto us, the listeners. Your programming keeps me grounded in my faith and motivates me to share the good news you bring to the airwaves every day. My God continue to shower you all with his mighty favor. Blessings in and out. How nice is that?
2: Uh, I have always been a fan of Katie's opinion.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've, yeah, Katie's always spot on, in my opinion. Uh, spot on, at least today, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: You know, it's kind of interesting as you go to, go to places and then like a stores, because we can still go to stores here, and, but they have this social distancing. Uh, they've marked them out on the floor with tape. And uh, like the grocery store will say, you know, hey, wait here till the next person has actually left and uh, then give us a second to disinfect the conveyor belt before you put your groceries on it. And nobody – everybody just honors it, and then they they chit-chat about two inches from each other's face, which I think is maybe not the best thing. <laughs> I was watching a press conference the other day with all these reporters that they're sitting like four or five chairs apart doing the social distancing, and then they're handing the microphone back and forth. <laughs> and I thought – Maybe that's not, has anybody said, you know, by the way, that thing that you're breathing heavily on and you're handing to the next guy, this is not social distancing. I think well, everybody gets their phone.
0: It's yeah. hard to, it's hard to unlearn some habits. I mean, the face touching for me, I realize how much I touch my face. Um, and yes. I, I try not to, I feel like a little nose itch or something. And I'm thinking to myself, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Wash your hands first. So no, it's a, uh, it's challenging.
2: I know, I've just, I've actually, I've come up with something, and you might like this, but I've taken some Ziploc bags and some bungee cord, and I have them filled with soapy water, and then I wrap it around my wrist, and my hands are just constantly in a soap (laughs) bath. (laughs) I won't touch my face. I can't, I can't, I'm protected. I can't touch anything. I am clean. Yeah, It's it's hard to feel. These are
0: good habits, though. They are good habits, and I think this is going to carry on into the future. I mean, there's going to be a lot more people being a lot more careful about handshaking and and social distancing and hand sanitizers. I mean, this could ultimately—I'm trying to look for a, something real positive right now—ultimately, this yeah. could be very life-saving in the future. I mean, the well, flu you know, season could be uh, dramatically reduced next year.
2: I And I, I think you and I might have spoken about this uh, in a private conversation— where i thought to myself you you look at the, you, you're hearing statistics that you don't normally hear so you hear how many people uh die each year from just the regular flu and you say i had i had no idea it was that big and do we just accept that number and just go ah, i guess that's how it is um or do we say do you know there's actually something we can do about that mm-hmm. and and suddenly if you say what happens if we 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 cut the number of flu deaths per year in half? What if uh just via social distancing we cut the the, the length of people getting cold and flu uh and, and all the complications that come with it every season and we start to realize, "Oh my gosh, we have been doing it incorrectly for so long and we probably knew better." But it it isn't hard to say, you know, again, not I'm not trying to be the silver cloud and the gray lining or however that goes. <laughs> but, uh, is it possible that we're going to learn? And I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be, I know with my kids, it'll be lessons they take. Cause it's at, they're at that age, uh, where you say, well, let's establish this, you know, hand-washing habit. Now let's yeah. establish this, you know, my mom was, you know, wash her hands before dinner, but that was kind of it, you know, breakfast and lunch. <laughs> You're on your own, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the social distancing—I I will find that to be interesting uh, going forward because we want to be back in crowds. We want to be crammed into a stadium watching a baseball game. There's all kinds of things we can't wait to get uh, together at a state fair or something where there's people everywhere. I mean, that's that's how we live life. Right. Well, we we uh, obviously we're not hermits, so uh, we we choose
2: to be. You know how when you go to see a movie in a movie theater, and and these days you can, you know, with a big screen at home and with a sound system at home and fresh popcorn at home, you might say to yourself, oh, why even bother going to a movie theater? But there is something about sitting in a room with a few hundred other people enjoying the same thing at the same time, laughing at the same moments. It's always much more uproarious. You know, at home, you kind of do a little teehee, but it's a guffaw in the theater because there's something about being with the crowd so I think we do crave that. We, we 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 do love to be around other people, enjoying it. It's almost like you're looking across at them saying, "You're enjoying this too? Me too." I guess we're both very smart people.
0: Yeah, we're we're you so know. intensely relational. It's just how God made us. And you know, you think of services like Easter where there's so many people that show up for service that even don't normally go and the kind of excitement of just being, you know, packed just trying to get into the church for your service. Uh, yeah. You know, it's exciting. It's like, we like being packed together f- for the most yeah. part.
2: Uh, well, and I, I I think, okay, so it looks like we're going to have uh, our stay away orders. I don't even well, I forget what they call them these days. Um, but uh, it looks like they'll carry through Easter. So chances are uh, Easter service is going to be online.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have tremendous faith that it will be stupendous. I do too. I think it will be something that people will enjoy and you'll be at home, but you'll know in your heart that you are with thousands of other people. Right. That right. you maybe don't even think of when you're sitting in the church service, maybe you oh the parking lot. Oh boy, that one guy, he put me over the <laughs> back. You know <laughs> I never liked that guy with the orange cones. Yeah. Know? Um but suddenly you say, Hey, I walked from my living room, fresh cup of coffee. I'm watching this beautiful Easter service. Uh, they're going to find a way to make it uh Feel like you're there.
0: Yes. It'll and be I great. Think,
2: yeah. I think there will be a tremendous sense of I'm sharing this with the world. I'm, I'm feeling fuller than I normally do. That,
0: that's just my gut yeah. feeling. And Patrick, I don't know. I think when we hit the reset button and we get back into our routines, I think people are going to be all excited. I think there's going to be new le- levels of connection. Uh, I think we're all going to be learning something that we're going to bring into the world when we return to our normal routines. That's just my guess, my speculation. And you have no thoughts on that. Maybe I lost you now, too. (laughs) Well, we're two for two with Patrick today. We lost him on Skype, and then we lost him on the telephone. So I think that kind of wraps up our segment. Pretty good timing, Patrick. I don't know if you can hear it, but we're out of time anyway. So we'll take a little break. When we come back, Pastor David Miles is going to be joining us. You know what that is, Mondays with Miles, Arnold, and Maxwell. Looking forward to that. Be right back. are back, and it's Monday, so that's the Monday mix is about to happen now with Miles, Arnold, and Maxwell. David Miles, Pastor David Miles, is the Miles part of that equation. David, welcome back to the show. Hey, Bill. Hey, Rebecca. How you guys doing? We're doing well.
3: Good to hear from you.
0: And the sun is shining, and it's bright out, and it's pretty happy out from a weather standpoint. You
4: guys. Well, it is, it is beautiful weather outside.
0: And it is in our hearts. Oh,
4: <laughs> it is, yeah, and you know the cool thing about this little little thing bill it's kind of like the sun, you know uh recently flew back from Florida at the beginning of the month, and you know, you can get on an airplane, it can be rainy on the ground, but as you go above the clouds, you can see that the sun is shining in light of the circumstances underneath the clouds.
0: That's a good analogy, that's what it feels like a lot nowadays. There's a lot of heaviness, and yet we've got nothing but hope in the Lord, and nothing but strength from Him. And I don't know if I, if you got my email, but I sent you something to look at Psalm 28. I've been dwelling on this, Psalm 28, verses 7, 8, and 9. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. Did you get a chance to look that over?
4: I saw your email for that, and, you know, I'm looking forward to what you have to say. Do you mind if I read the verses yeah. We, uh, get started. Please. So Psalm twenty eight verses
0: seven, eight, and nine. Seven
4: through nine. Yep. Seven, eight, and nine. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and turn to my word, and I was already there and let's read. Psalm twenty-eight, verses seven and nine. The Lord is my strength and my shield, and him my heart trust, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Amen.
0: Amen. I think it's so good, I'll read it again. This time I'll read it. Okay. All right. And a slightly different version, I have the uh, NIV. And mine says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy. And I will give thanks to him in song. The Lord is my strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. And I'm looking at these. Yeah, I do too. I'm looking at these three, three verses, David, and I see three words that start with S that kind of excite me. I see the word strength, the word shield, and the word shepherd. And we can talk about each word. If God is our strength, what does that mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Pastor, you're on. I'm on? Yeah.
4: Well, he's our strength. You know, um, our very power uh, for living comes from him. And our ability to move, breathe, and have our being um, comes. One of the things I, I like about your, your S words, because he's strength. Shield and Shepherd is all the personalness of it. Yes, it's not just that God is a strength or a shield; He is my strength and my shield. Um, and I think that's a helpful reminder when calamity and trouble and things like this are happening, because we can be inclined to say, "God, do you see me? Do you know that I am here?" And and David. Even in the midst of trying times, he says, no, no, the the Lord is my strength. He is my shield, and he's my shepherd. And and we know that five chapters earlier, you see that beautiful one, that beautiful psalm, that many know that the, the Lord is my shepherd, you know, and a really emphasis of who he is.
0: And I love the word strength, and I especially love the word shield right now, because it seems like we're talking about protective gear all the time in the world to keep us uh, safe from germs. And I think of the shield, the very shield that God gives us as a protection that deflects every spiritual um, dart that the enemy might try to throw at us. And so I think of strength and I think of this shield that we have and the fact the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusts in him and I am helped period. Don't you love that?
4: I do like that. And, you know, interesting enough, earlier in Psalm uh, three, you know, David, he's fleeing from his own son, Absalom. So when he's writing these words, they're not kind of like, oh, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay with Bill Withers watching the tide roll away. No, he's actually his life is in danger. And in Psalm three, uh, he says, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. And he goes on in verse 4, I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill.
0: And now, David, let's think of the shepherd part of it. I Nothing excites me more than to think that he is my good shepherd who is taking care of me and taking care of you and Rebecca and every listener that's out there.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's helpful uh, when we think that he does lead us um, you know the, the uh, hymn song. Andy walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Um, is it's a good reminder because there is such an incessant uh, noise, or such an incessant cacophony of just chatter that wants to turn the heart towards fear and and to doubt and to Distress and knowing Bill, what you said earlier. Not only is he a shepherd, but he's he's a good shepherd.
0: And I think David, it's worth uh, just reflecting back to Psalm 23. And uh, I will be happy to read it um, because it's uh, only six verses. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters.
4: You know, it never gets old hearing that.
0: I couldn't agree more.
4: And being reminded of it. Um, And, you know, hearing David detail both the very present reality, you know, um, his future reality. The Lord is my shepherd. Um, I shall not want. He leads me. Uh, Even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, which, you know, dear people um, who who are going through that, their experience, and some have already lost um, you know, loved ones that, that, that repeated command, for you are with me. Um, and even the future hope of it, you know, there surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, you know, prior to the you know, last month or so, that period of time, we we were briefly made slightly aware of a coronavirus, um, you know, and even as the season, you know, Lord willing, would be short and that we come out of it, there's comfort in knowing that there's a forever, that there's a forever and it's a good forever in the house of the Lord. Um, I think someone said, and I might not have had the number exactly, but I think it was something like The Bible says, you know, uh, 346 times. Not sure. I have to remember, but some number in the 300s that it says, and it came to pass. um, But nowhere does it say, and it came to stay. Um, But it does say that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. uh, And He is. He is good.
0: Amen to all of that, David. And an old uh, Bible study teacher of mine, Walt Hendrickson, s- said that no one arrives in heaven ahead of schedule.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think to, to even write that even further, uh, as it says in um, Acts seventeen twenty six, that God knows the exact times and places where people should uh, live and actually get, get actually originally from like from the ESV and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined the allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling face that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him and I guess Bill in this moment it's good to say if, for those who are listening if if you don't know Jesus Christ personally, God sent his only son uh, to die on a cross, to pay the penalty for your sin, and all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and he wants to know you personally. He wants to know you in a personal relationship, and that he sent his son to die for you, that you might have eternal life uh, with him. So no matter what happens today, tomorrow, for eternity, that you will be secure in his, his love and in his saving grace.
0: David, I love always reminding listeners, because you never know who might be tuning in today, maybe a friend have suggested to another friend to listen to Faith Radio, and maybe this is the second, third, first time they're hearing Faith Radio, and they're hearing about a personal invitation to be reconciled with God, to come to saving faith through what Christ did on the cross— And as we're getting closer to Easter now, there is a a certain spiritual sensitivity that people are having because they go, hmm, Easter once again, what does that mean? How does that Mm -hmm. impact the Christian faith? Why is that so important to Christians? And why is it so important that we believe that Jesus rose from the dead? I mean, there's people with questions out there and for that, taking that first step and saying, I need to get right with God because we don't know how many Days, hours, weeks, months, years, anybody of uh, any of us have left. So we need to be right. We need to be ready. And I think uh, a way to always be putting that in front of people to say, today could be your day of salvation. So do not harden your heart. If you're hearing this and God is knocking on the door of your heart, and you're hearing this saying, I need to receive Christ as my Savior, I need to forgive ask God to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Like it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I know you love that word all, David. Yes,
4: I do like that word all. And it's so it's so uh, all-encompassing. And, you know, one of the things is as as you hear and you read stories of how uh, this coronavirus um, is hitting our nation. It's hitting uh, hitting people. And it, it's not a respecter of, of background and, and income and class and ethnicity and those various things. Um, you know, Scripture says that it's in Hebrews 9, 30, 27, and just as it's appointed for man to die once, uh, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many he will appear a second time uh, not to deal with sin, but to save those who eagerly are waiting for him. And so either Christ will return, either we will die. Uh, that That's the reality. And there's, as I've read different stories of how things are going, there's a number of people uh, who did not have on um, their 2020 um, goals uh, coronavirus and the ending of their life, um, and so you don't know the time, you, know, you don't know the day, uh, you don't know the, the hour, um, but God has been faithful uh, to give his son um, as a sacrifice, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him, and some would say, you know, you know Bill, Rebecca, David, that, that's pretty narrow, you know, and, it's, and here's the thing. It's not that Jesus is the only way, it's the fact that there's a way at all because man does not have the ability to save himself.
0: I agree, David. Let me take a little break. Pastor David Miles is my guest. It is the Monday Mix with Miles, Arnold, and Maxwell. We'll be right back. glad we're together right now. If you're working from home, maybe you can have the radio on in the background. How nice is that? Hope you're having a nice, productive day and giving your employer 100%. David Miles is my guest. It's a Monday mix with Miles Arnold and Maxwell. We've been kind of talking about uh, Psalm 28, if you just joined us. And from verses seven to nine, there are three very great S words, strength, shield, and shepherd. God is our strength, our shield, and our shepherd. And then we kind of wandered back to Psalm 23 because we never get tired of hearing Psalm 23, ever, 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 ever. And I think of God as the shepherd and, you know, us sheep, David, we're totally dependent on the shepherd for everything. Food, water, guidance, everything. And the sheep also depend on the shepherd for the wide range of protection from predators, dangers, and everything else in between.
4: Yeah, the, the, it's interesting because shepherds have to be on the lookout for so many different things, but there's such a, a care, uh, caring nature to shepherds for their sheep, and how Scripture will talk about how he knows them by name. Um, you find yourself coupled with Psalm 28 is John 10, and Jesus there, he talks about himself being um, that good shepherd you know, uh, and that he's the only way. Again, he's, he's, the, he's the gate to the Father. Um, and that idea that I'm the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own knows me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And so what Jesus isn't wanting even for us is just to know things about him, but to know him. And part of knowing him, he says in the Gospel of John, is knowing that he lays down his life for the sheep. And so that that's kind of the difference between just being merely religious and entering into this personal relationship that God gives us um, as being a good shepherd, that we know him and he knows us.
0: And David, I think of the sh- shepherd's staff, and um, nothing helps identify a shepherd, I think more than that shepherd's staff and it, uh, keeps his sheep out of danger and keeps the sheep close to himself. And I just have a feeling God is using that staff right now and, you know, to keep us six feet apart from each other.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: there, there's definitely, um, you know, a need of social dis- distancing and, and, and keeping, um, um, keeping things distance with the staff, you know, Bill, as you bring up the whole shepherd staff, uh, I'm reminded of um, when I had had an, an installation service in one of the first churches that that I served in, and there's there's a a man um, who did these wonderful one-person models, and he did one uh, on, on being a shepherd. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, the man who designed this a guy named Dick Black and woodwork this the shepherd, and unbeknownst to me. My wife and Dick had gotten together, so when they had my installation service, they presented me with a shepherd staff oh, wow! as part of my role as pastoring. And it's, it's one of my dearest uh, gifts um, um, and just a reminder of the role of a pastor. Um, and, I, and, and on that note, you know, Bill and Rebecca, I, I want to just, you know, say for, for a number of pastors and leaders and ministry people— one of the things that's been difficult about this this time is just not being able to be with the people of God and to be with the, with the members of your congregation. You know, you, you long to see them face-to-face. Face. You, you long to shake their hands. You long to look in their eyes. You long to give them a hug and see how they're doing and how they're really doing. And uh, this is, it, it's a hard time, you know, um, in those ways and i i've talked with a number of pastor leaders and and that's been something you know that that's weighed upon their hearts one of the things that that they actually literally you know they ache i mean um as pastors you wake up in the middle of the night and the lord brings people to your mind and you pray for them uh and usually that sunday you'd be able to see them and see how things are going but that's not the case right now so
0: That's a very sweet comment you just made, David, because I know a lot of people are feeling the loss of not being on the receiving end of that hug or that handshake or that uh, comforting pat on the shoulder because there are people isolated and quarantined and they feel lonely and a little bit uh, displaced, and that's never a good feeling. Uh, Fortunately, the good shepherd is trustworthy and strong. And he is always present with us. You think of the shepherd and his connection to the sheep. And I think the shepherd never leaves their side. He's too intimately involved with the the sheep and always on guard, always ready, able to defend, watching over them through all dangers that they face. And I think a lot of people are feeling a lot of danger and fear. And I just pray that the good shepherd is coming alongside people and just giving them comfort Comfort that maybe they have not experienced in years or maybe in their lifetime.
4: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I enjoy right now and that I miss because you know people may or may not know we're kind of doing this uh we're we're practicing what's being preached as well. We're doing this uh virtual, I'm not in the studio. Uh, but I know with delight just being able to hear Rebecca's voice, because for those who regularly tune in, last week, Rebecca wasn't with us. So I need to just give a shout out to Rebecca and say, hi, Rebecca. It's so good to have you back.
3: Oh, well, thanks so much. It's good to be back. Things have been more uncertain than usual in my life. So I'm glad to have all of the, the protection that you guys have been talking about this hour is becoming very real, I think, to me and to my household and my family.
0: Yeah, because she was oddly quiet up to this point, David. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I
4: have been. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we always need you. And, you know, seriously, you um, we love – well, I get to be a part of hanging out with you guys. And so it's really wonderful. And, and, and it's a blessing to see how people step up and, and love and move in. Last week, Kim came and joined – Uh, you know, Bill and I, and I'm sure Rebecca, you were praying for her and say, dear Lord, be with with Kim. She's hanging out with with David and Bill. Uh, But she was wonderful and just being such a great help. And I think when life um, throws these type of curveballs, God gives capacity for us to adjust and to think of new and creative ways that we can minister to each other and with one another.
0: Well said, David. And I'm thinking about the Good Shepherd still. And I think that you might correct me on this because I don't deal with a lot of Greek words. But I think it's uh, the the translation for the Greek word "good" is kalos, kalos, k-a-l-o-s, and I th- um, and I think yes. it, it describes um, noble and wholesome and good and beautiful. And I think those are the char- characteristics of the shepherd. How? Amazing is that. That's that's our shepherd. That's who's caring for us. Who's who's watching over us. Who's guiding us, leading us. It completely trustworthy. Completely comforting.
4: You know, you you hit it on the head. And uh, one of the other things, going back to your Old Testament, um, the word "good" there's Tove. And you know, kind of where do we where do we see see this well we see it consistent in the character of god from genesis chapter one and that everything that he created he made it tov he made it good well why was it good because he's a good god it's the it's the byproduct or it's the evidence of his very nature um and you know we would sing the song lord you are good and your mercy endures forever um we sang that pre-corona we can sing it during Corona and, and Lord give us grace to continue to sing it afterwards. So um, good is who he is. Uh, it's not um, you know, just God has on days and off days to being good. Um, it's back to our earlier illustration whether we fly in a plane above the clouds or beneath the clouds, the sun is always shining, and the sun is what the sun is.
0: David, just a minute left. Would you pray for our spectacular and fantastic listeners?
4: I would love to. Heavenly Father, I I thank you so much for being who you are and for the gift of your Son, Jesus. Um, Lord, I thank you for our listeners that as Psalm 28 opens up, that Lord, we can call to you, that you are a firm rock, that you do hear the voice of our pleas for mercy. Um, Lord, thank you that you are our strength, that you are power and capacity that we, like, that we lack, that you are a shield about us, Lord. And Lord, that you are a shepherd, that. Um, regardless of what's going on, Lord, that we would ask and allow you to lead us uh, because you are good and you do love us. And if there's any doubt, all we need to do is look at Calvary because God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us in order that we might become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. Amen.
0: Thank you so much. Pastor David Miles has been my guest. That's the Monday afternoon mix with Miles Arnold and Maxwell. David, have a great rest of the day. You too, Bill. You too, Rebecca. We'll see you next time. We'll take a little break. That wraps up Hour One. David T. Lamb will be joining me in the top of the second hour, Old Testament scholar. Be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.